Blog Talk Radio. Hello there. This episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete is brought to you by No Fuss and Feathers Roadshow, a collaborative folk music project that's in the round, featuring the Yayas, Carolyn, Solabello, and Karen Oliver. They're all great, and they're all great together. And you should go see them. Next weekend, Friday, April 25th, at Outpost in the Burbs in Montclair, New Jersey, and the next night, Saturday, April 26th, at Fox Run in Sudbury, Massachusetts. Facebook.com backslash No Fuss and Feathers Roadshow for details on those shows. And congratulations, they've been chosen to play at the Kerrville Folk Music Festival in Kerrville, Texas. That is a big deal, so congrats to them. And now, <coughs> ready to unload with Cal and Sam Pete talking New York sports. Nice. Enjoy. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Johnny and the mothers are playing something at the Savoy in Vermont tonight. Berman's going to kill my brother at the Savoy Theater tonight. I didn't say that. No, but I know this grapevine. Why would I put it there? Kindness? 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 You stole it! He stole it! We have top men working on it right now. Who? Welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast, episode number 172. Holy cow. Can you hear my coffee in the background, by the way? Can you hear it? Wait. Can you hear that? The coffee is brewing. The coffee is being made. We are coming to you live from Bayside, New York, Comac, New York, and Freehold, New Jersey. Yes, it's time for Ready to Unload. New York Sports Talk Podcast, talking New York sports nice. No big deal. We're talking sports nice. I'm making a cup of coffee. There's people here. Everybody's going to come in and talk sports nice. And we have a ton to talk about. We missed last week. I was ill. I didn't. I was not good. I had a, a flu type thing. I'm so glad you get that shot. And then you get the flu anyway. Here's a, You should get your flu shot. You've got to get your flu shot. Everybody gets a flu shot and flu. Sucked. Not well. Uh, so I was out. Uh, the Bishop Big Donut was at a, at a wedding. Uh, nice. Dancing. Probably something choreographed. We'll talk to him about it. And Cal was uh, doing Cal-type things. Probably at a dance recital of some sort. Because that's pretty, much, that's pretty much it for him now. Anyway, we're back. We have a ton of 
sports, New York and otherwise, to talk about. Plus, uh, the Bishop Big Donut went to a place called Yestercades. Uh, we're going. We're going to talk about that. So, welcome to the program. Let's get moving. Hi, I'm Sam Pete, by the way. I'm one of your hosts, Steve San Pietro, also known as Sam Pete. I'm a little hoarse tonight, still getting over the flu. Oh, that sucked. So angry. But I lost seven pounds. So there's a, there's a plus side. Uh, let's bring in the co-host of the program, the guy whose name... Cal. Is... Wow. I did not know we had a new cow robot. And it was filthy. Did you know that we had a new cow, cow. robot? Wow. Stop, please. Make her stop. Hi, Cal. Hi. Hey, buddy. Who is that? I don't know. Well, I don't I don't know who that is. Hi, buddy. Welcome uh, welcome back. Yeah, we missed a week. How you we, feeling? I'm uh I'm on the mend. I should hope so. It was really stinky. The, the flu stinks. The flu is the worst. It's, it's, not a, it's not a fun thing. But can I ask why we get the shot? Why do we get the shot? What is the shot for? If the shot does not cover all strains of flu, why am I getting that shot? Which makes me sick, by the way. Well, that they give you the flu. They're giving you the flu. But apparently they didn't give me this particular flu. No, they held that one back. Yeah. This particular strain. You don't need that one. Oh, man. You I had to get this one anyway. I hadn't been that sick in a while. It was Friday morning. There was like a good five-hour period where I couldn't, in the morning, where I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything. It felt like somebody was squeezing all my organs together in like a giant ball and crumpling them up continuously, preparing to shoot them in a basket. Except they didn't take them out of your body to shoot them in the just It was just kept crumpling them up. <laughs> That's it. They just kept crumpling them up. It felt like that for like five consecutive hours. That's not pleasant. It's not easy to sleep that way. Just saying. That's not an ideal Friday either. <laughs> it was not, not a good Friday. Good Friday. Right. Thank God it's Friday. No. Not tomorrow. Not, not today. Uh, yeah, no, not definitely not today. And not tomorrow. It's Good Friday tomorrow. Tomorrow is Good Friday. Not a great day for everyone. <laughs> Cert- certainly not for our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, you're, don't push your politics on me, man. He had a rough, he had a rough <laughs> Good Friday. Look, I don't, mean to, <laughs> I don't mean to you know, slip off into a, a stand-up routine here, but uh, hey, I mean, not a great day for him. <laughs> I don't know why you're calling it Good Friday. Good Friday? More like Bad Friday. Yeah. Well, that... Am I right? How are you doing? I'm fine. How are things on the uh, dance circuit there? Good. You know, yeah. we, got a, we, we got a little bit of a break this week with the holiday. Oh, oh, they're not making the kids compete on Easter? No. <laughs> the kids the day off? They get the day off, yeah. The whole week, actually. Wow. Big vacation week. Spring break. I, uh, oh, that's right. Your kids were off all week, huh? Spring break. Went down to Cancun, my kids. <laughs> Partying it up. <laughs> Ten and eight. Just, got a, just got a text from the eight-year-old saying, send money. <laughs> with all kinds of emoticons after it. Right. <laughs> that, made, that made no sense. 
a puppy, a skull, and a candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> he just likes using emoticons. I don't know what those kids are into, Johnny. You, you know what? You guys are very liberal. Hey, don't push your politics on us, pal. Speaking of uh, politics and pushing. What is this, the war room with Cal and Sam Pete? <laughs> Did you see the, uh, the Amy Schumer crossfire? <laughs> Did you see? No, no, I did not see oh, it. Oh, it was so good. The, I, heard it, I heard it was filthy, and, I, and it turned me off immediately. No, no, no. The, no the, the, the sketch I sent of the send-up of uh, Newsroom, of, of Sorkin, oh, it was perfect. Perfect parody of Sorkin called Food Room. <laughs> and, and Josh Charles was, uh, was in it. You know, from, you know, he was obviously in Sports Night and yes, no Sorkin's. He's on The Good Wife now. He's really good. Late, late of The Good Wife. Yes. Spoiler alert. And, of course, he's Knox Overstreet from Dead Poets Society. Right. But he's in it and he plays. It's tremendous. I mean, it's a perfect parody of Sorkin where they're, they're in a fast food <laughs> restaurant and he's like the manager. It's really, really well done. Check it out. Uh, Slate had it. Um, speaking of uh, pushing food and politics, we should bring in the other guy. He's here. I see him. We, he's here. Yes, we're all on Uvu tonight, and the dollhouse at PJ's house is dominating his background. What he's is at the, He's at the dollhouse. He's at the dollhouse in, in Piscataway. In Fort Lauderdale. Like the Motley Crue song. All right. Welcome to the dollhouse, coming to the stage, Miranda. <laughs> Miranda's, da- Miranda's dancing to this. Actually, it's a very slow, somber. And you're playing. You're just standing there playing it. Always playing this. This is all I ever play. It's very uncomfortable. You're like three feet from her on the stage, too. It's very it's kind of weird. I'm, I'm menacingly close with the guitar. Miranda's Which, trying to escape. And you're wearing 3D glasses for some reason. <laughs> Not the new ones. I they would Not help. the newfangled Sony ones. The old cardboard ones you used to get the popcorn. He looks like Casey Smasco in uh, Back to the Future. By the way, I'm, <laughs> with, still, with not, I'm still not buying in. No way am I going for 3D TV. No way. Look, before we get there, let's just talk about the fact that if you did, in fact, own a strip club, you would have a live band there on stage performing all the songs, and they would be the best cover band ever. It would be Sister Shakedown. It would be Sister Shakedown. That would be a tremendous I have a piece. I have a piece of artwork in my okay. house right now dedicated to my band's old strip club haunt where we used to inevitably go before rehearsal before? on 23rd Street. Just for the record, or in case my wife ever listens to this, I was not in that band. <laughs> this was right before you got there. <laughs> This was pre-Sampede. Wait, before was, rehearsal? <laughs> this is what we would do. We would, we would, I would meet Tommy Balls and a few other people. Here we go. Um, and we would go 
to this Italian restaurant on 8th Avenue. I think it was called Spoodles. <laughs> we would eat like mafiosi would eat. Is that northern Italian? Oh, it was drunken Italian, basically. Spoodles? The first thing we did is we, we would order a bottle of wine and then, and then just anything. And eat and eat and eat. Then we would make our way over to this uh, strip club, um, which, uh, can I name it? Should I name it? Sure. Does it still exist? It was called, well, the thing was, it was called Billy's Topless. Oh, yeah. A very, it was pretty famous, like, in terms of New York landmarks of yesteryear. And then when Giuliani uh, made some kind of ban on cabaret clubs, they had to change the name from Billy's Topless to they just they moved the apostrophe and they they made it Billy Stopless. <laughs> Stop it. Which made no sense. But I guess the performers weren't allowed to be topless anymore, so they were just stopless. They would come out and dance forever, all night. Well, I, I guess it was easy to change the signage. They just moved the yeah. apostrophe. Well, you know what? Billy's didn't put a lot of money into infrastructure, let's just say. Was the there was apostrophe? really a fear. There was a fear of falling through the floor while you were there. <laughs> was the apostrophe in the silhouette of a woman? <laughs> it probably was. Yes, a reclining woman made the, made right. the apostrophe, I'm sure. Because they were classy, like that. Sure. Billy Stopless. Billy Stop. Billy... No, it's Billy Stopless. Right. It became Billy Stopless, and then it, they finally just gave up, and it went away, and now it's probably a subway or something. Like, that was the guy's name, Billy, right. Billy Stopless. How you doing? I'm Billy Stopless. Pleased, he was, pleased to meet you. Second baseman, AAA. Yeah, he was, he was a shortstop for the Cardinals in 1967. My, my cousin's Charlie Hustle. I'm Billy Stopless. Billy Stopless. <laughs> and now batting, shortstop, <laughs> number seven, Billy Stopless. Stop and then right from there, we'd see two or three performers blow about $30 on beer, and then right to rehearsal. $30 on beer, which got you two. That's two beers. Not each. Yeah. <laughs> no, you all shared it. <laughs> and no, then rehearsal, I mean, yeah. after all of this. These, after Spoodles <clears throat> and Spotless, then rehearsal. <laughs> These are exotic club pricing, where they, they've got you, you're a captive audience, and you're not going to complain about the price of beer. I can't believe for a second this band didn't make it. Oh, we made it. So focused, so focused on rehearsal. <laughs> just haven't heard it. You guys were in a pasta coma. <laughs> Their hormones raging out of control, and then you went to play. You went to play songs that sound like Fearless, the song we just played. Tom and I believed in living well. Yes, you still do. You, you was... make it sound as if that stopped. <laughs> There was no struggling artist, starving artist aspect no. to what we were doing. No. We were decadent artists. There, there was a difference. <laughs> I think it really informed the song, <laughs> We're Not Gonna Struggle. It's <laughs> a, a good tune by you guys. And There's sleeping, sleeping on a bit of... had a point. <laughs> 
This is a new one I've been working on. It's called Sleeping on a Bed of Gold. Right. Glut, gluttony <laughs> Parts 1 and 2. <laughs> gluttony Parts 1 and 2. Gluttony. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I will say this, that would be, uh, quite a strip club if you had a joint that had the live band on stage and like a killer cover band playing. That would be great. But I do, I have, I have a piece of artwork uh, about, about Billy's and uh, when I saw it, I had to get it and it's going to be hanging in Dumpling Sound 1 over here. Over at the studios. Yeah. That's magnificent. Probably a high quality, uh, high quality a lady over there at Billy Stopless. <laughs> there was there there was one performer there that uh, R.J. and I used to call the Pumpkin. Actually <laughs> <laughs> known as actually known as that gives you a little bit of an idea. Maybe oh, what she no, was. Oh, here goes. Here comes the Pumpkin. Let's go get beers. Did she have a uh, Did she have a a signature song? Um, mm, this is, this is mid nineties, 96, 97 area. Let's, I don't, re- I don't remember what the, what the strip club songs of the, was that all Rob Zombie back then? Probably. Let's do this. Let's, uh, we'll do a, a pre fun load, fun load, and then we'll talk about sports really quick because <laughs> we're on Howard Stern. If you guys were stri- <laughs> If you guys were strippers, what uh, what are you dancing to? What? Oh. What's your well? We've done what's your walk up song? If you were a baseball player, what's your at bat? Like it would always it would always be the same song, no matter what I'm doing. Yeah, of course. But what's your what's your song? You you, you every one of them, so I've heard or read, um, has two or three. You know, you have your couple of you know you have your light song, your late night song. Right. Your ballad, your power ballad song. These are all for different dance moves. Again, I've read this according to a friend who is not me. I got to tell you, there, there, there is one song that really does make me sort of involuntarily dance. And uh, it's not a manly song, but I, you could probably uh, uh, get me going with uh, Ray of Light by Madonna. Yeah. Bishop wow. would get going. It's not, would, it's not flattering to me in any way. You would finally struggle. <laughs> <laughs> you would finally be a struggling dancer. <laughs> you're up there in the bright lights on the pole. What's playing? Probably something by Katy Perry. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I love that you guys can't even... It, right, you guys have both chosen female artists. I know what's wrong with us. Guys, yeah. We don't know how to do this. Look, I'm going up there. I'm dancing to Doctor Feelgood. There's no, there's wow. no chance. Yeah. Well, you that's, and that's everyone that's else. Stripper national anthem. I don't care. No, it's not. It's girls, girls, girls. I, I don't care if it is. Okay. I'm taking the best. I'm going to be. If you want to be the best, you need to dance to the best. <laughs> you, I'm surprised PJ wasn't like uh, Roundabout by Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Be up there for 18 minutes. <laughs> 19 minutes song in 5-4. So <laughs> He's <laughs> moving bizarre. so oddly. Well, the song <laughs> is in 5-4. The song is in 11-8. 
Time's <laughs> <Brian> signature. <laughs> the, he looks like Elaine in Seinfeld. <laughs> My Elaine Bennis moves. It's not sexy what he's doing. Uh, uh, I go Dr. Feelgood. I'm sorry. That's it. Give it up for Bishop dancing to Court of the Crimson King. <laughs> That's welcome to the stage, Cal. Dan- <laughs> dancing to Hey Jealousy. Hey Jealousy. This is so offensive. It really This is, is the most offensive segment we've ever done. It really is. It must be sweet. Not because it's sexist, it's just because we're, we'd be so bad at stripping. <laughs> right, right. There's really actually nothing sexist about this. We're painting a very bad mental picture for everyone. Of us, yeah, dancing. Uh, hey, listen. All right. Yes. First tonight, first blizzard of the season. We went to we went to Dairy Queen. Oh, oh I right. yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Again? No, not with this weather. I mean, oh, not this a meteorological winter. event. No, no, no. The ice cream blizzard with with. With the brownie chunks. The first ever? Of the season. Oh, of the season. Okay, I missed of the season. There was season okay. and blizzards, and it's been a very bad winter. That's not I'm even sorry. funny. You had the flu. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had the flu. <laughs> what am I? Star Jones now? I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I had the flu. But listen, we, we okay. went to Dairy Queen. On the way to Dairy Queen, we passed can we, six. Please, can we please? Refer to it as DQ, please. DQ. On the way to DQ, we passed six frozen yogurt places. Are these and things turned taking your nose over? up at each one of them? <laughs> right. <laughs> like we're going to DQ. And flipped each one of them off. Hey, no, yogurt place, you could keep it. It's, it's just that DQ is open later, and we, we set out pretty late to do this. But are, are your towns not inundated with, like, Froyo and Yoman and Yo Baby yep. and all over the place. Yep. Yogurt crazy. I got three Yogurt on Bell crazy. Boulevard right here. There you go. Seriously, Con- three consecutively. Yep. One of them is across the street from Maggie <laughs> Moo's, where the real ice cream is. Ooh. Right. Maggie Moo's is good news. Grown. Yes. Yeah. How about but cupcake you know shops? You could take it. There's a lot of. Well, we have a great bakery, and then we have like. We have a a bakery called Martha's, which is great. Martha's Country Bakery. It's kind of famous on Bell Boulevard. Been around for a really long time. They got the cookies nice, they got all the Italian stuff. And then there's a little place called Teapot uh, up the street that somebody opened. It's like a little precious little Brooklyn y kind of pastry shop. And they're doing there. Everybody's existing nicely. Out of each other's business. That's it. Or well, business in this case. Business. No broken okay. windows. You call it business. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Nobody's breaking windows. That's right. All right. There's not. A, there's right. not a cupcake war going on. But uh, Froyo wise, forget it. How about chops? They breaking chops over there. <laughs> they are busting chops. They always. <laughs> they are. Um, how was the uh, how was the blizzard? Unbelievable. Yeah, it's a ridiculous notion. What, what a ridiculous... Let's take a cup and fill it with brownie bites and pecan pieces and chocolate syrup and whip it up. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's... You can't chocolate go seltzer. Soft serve, rather. Amazing. Chocolate, chocolate seltzer. <laughs> chocolate seltzer as well. <laughs> chocolate seltzer is a whole different thing. Did you ever have an egg cream? An egg cream. Did you ever have an egg cream? No. 
No, not 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 a traditional Brooklyn egg cream. Really? It's seltzer and chocolate syrup, that one? Yeah. Yeah. I've I've never ordered one. I think my grandmother made me one. That surprises me. Uh I'll tell you the only reason I bring it up is my dad when I was a kid used to bring home a couple of things from the precinct cuz he works steady midnights. And he used to get things in Brooklyn and bring them to Long Island, things that he grew up with. And one of them was seltzer bottles mm. of the soda water. He would get like a crate <clears throat> of the seltzer bottles and he'd uh, get Fox's You Bet. And you'd make an egg cream with a little milk, soda water, and chocolate syrup. Tremendous. Oh, doctor. That sounds awful. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Like when you when you talk about the ingredients like that, it sounds awful. It, it probably tastes good, but but it's milk. It's chocolate milk with it's carbonated chocolate milk. So yeah, that's soda water. Yeah, it's carbonated chocolate milk. No, it's Can chocolate milk. Your dad explained water why cream. it was called egg cream. It's I I don't know. Uh, I I just looked it up. I just looked it up on uh, on Wikipedia. So it has to be true. Is a beverage consisting of milk, soda water, as well as vanilla or chocolate syrup, and especially associated with Brooklyn, home of the its alleged inventor, late 19th century candy store owner, Louis Astor, or Louis Astor. Louis Egg Cream? <laughs> the third. Louis, right. Louis Stopless? The egg cream is almost exclusively a fountain drink. There have been several attempts to bottle it, no one has been successful. The gauntlet has been thrown down, gentlemen. Well, there, well we have oh, our Wait a minute. You can't bottle that? Are you serious? Oh. You can bottle anything. Yeah. I'm with Cal on this. Bottle anything. It doesn't mean it's going to be good, but you can bottle anything. <laughs> the origin of the name egg cream is subject of debate. One theory is that... <laughs> Grade A milk was used in its creation, leading to the name a chocolate egg cream. Thus, and of course it's Brooklyn, so everybody's like, "Hey, a chocolate egg cream, all right." What do you oh. have? What's this drinking? It's a chocolate egg cream. A chocolate egg cream. Whatever. Because now I've just completely denigrated an entire entire borough of people. And that's, and that's not how people in Brooklyn speak today. Well, not all of them. No. No. Not today. No. <laughs> not today. Um, anyway, egg cream is delicious. You're all uh, idiots. I think you're like wrong. Oh, well, but my dad used to get the, you have to, you can't use like soda water, like, you can't use like seltzer. Like for, vintage you, seltzer? <clears throat> you got to use like the clown bottles, you know. Where you can, right. Right, with the, with the, with uh, the, a little cartridge of uh, compressed CO2. That's it, exactly. In the in CO2. The yep. Yeah. In the CO2 handle bottles, and Scott and I would spray spray each other. Of course. Have a fight with it, and then make an egg cream nice. Tony was good. All right, we got to talk about sports. Too long we've been going on here. You don't have to. Think? <clears throat> I have. I still. Do, I, yeah. Were you sick or something? Did you have the flu? I did. Who told you? Oh, it's all around town. That's out of the bag. The flu. Epidemic 2014. Flutopia. Flu watch. Flupocalypse. Flumageddon. 
which sounds, sounds like a ride at Bush Gardens. <laughs> the Flumageddon. Bobby, I want to go on the Flumageddon. Let's go on the Flumageddon again. What could possibly go wrong on the Flumageddon? <laughs> Did either of you guys ever go to Action Park? <laughs> no, but I know where you're going with this. PJ, you had to have gone to Action Park. I wasn't allowed. <laughs> it was class action lawsuit park? Absolutely was not allowed. I went to Action Park three times. And there's like a whole documentary. This was a uh, a water park in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. That was literally like the most dangerous water park ever. It was like the Wild West. <laughs> it, really, it really was. I watched that documentary. You saw that, right? Yeah, with the teenage kids smoking drugs, <laughs> manning the rides. Right. Kids getting high that were like operating the Tarzan swing. <laughs> like eight-year-olds going off of this Tarzan swing. The Tarzan swing, the theory was here, a chain with like a, a trapeze baton literally over like a cliff or like, a, or like in a, a – uh, what's it, it looked like a cliff diving area. It was real rock. It was like built into a mountain. Right. Because uh, Action Park is in, in the mountains of New Jersey. There are several. And, you would, and you, you would just hold on to this thing and swing, and you, it was up to you when to release and to fall into the water. And avoid the rocks. <laughs> avoid the rocks. The jagged rocks that, that wholly up to you. And they let, they let like kids like Wes, like my three-year-old, go on it. Like, yeah, he'll be all right. How tall is he, 30 inches? Knock yourself out. Kids as high as a kite. Right. <laughs> the, kid, the, kid, the kid operating the thing yeah. is, I mean, it was unbelievable. They had a water, a water tunnel ride that went in a loop, right? and you didn't, you didn't make it around. You'd fall from the top because you didn't have enough momentum to get right. around a loop. They didn't, they didn't make it tall enough. And then they had one slide, which I went on, and I'll never forget. It was the scariest 30 seconds of my, or 45 seconds of my life. Is that the one the kids were getting abrasions all over their arms? Yeah. And... <laughs> it was like a straight shot tube slide into water. Oh, no, th- that was the, uh, the Alpine thing, too. They had like an Alpine ride. Right. Because it was built in the ski lodge there. It had been a ski resort place, so they had the ski lift, and they built down the mountain. They built an alpine, like, trail, like concrete trail, and you rode on this little board. Like, no way you pick up speed going down that. Yeah. <laughs> they go like 140 miles an hour down this thing in a concrete tube. Ah. Oh, gosh. Action park. It's, wow. That's action. You wanted action. <laughs> you got action. Class class action park. Class action. That's what they used to call it. But that that documentary was great, and we were I was watching it with my brother and uh, my buddy Kev, and we had gone, and we were just cracking up, like, oh, went on that one, went on that one. It was as if they designed some of the slides without any sort of knowledge of gravity. No, like basic, basic, the basic laws of gravity were not taken. No one did the equations. No. That's that loop that loop slide that they had looked just like a matchbox car track. <laughs> you know those matchbox car tracks that are like straight and then it loops and then it's 
Right. And you've got to really you got to really push that car to get it around the loop. <laughs> right. Right. It takes. Now you're a, talking about human beings. It takes a <laughs> tremendous effort to get the car to make it through the loop and not fall down when it gets to the highest point. <laughs> Let's do that with a with like a twelve year old. <laughs> what could go wrong with like a ninety six pound twelve year old? It'd be fun. Ah, oh, action park. All right, let's get to the sports. Peach, we'll talk to you in a minute. Bye bye. Bye. Uh, no, unless he wants to talk about sports, we always dismiss him when we talk about. Sports. You know what we do? You're right. You're Maybe right. He wants to talk about sports. Is there anything you'd like to talk about in the world of New York sports, PJ? I tried to get Mets tickets for my kids yesterday. That should not have been hard. <laughs> Did you try to do it in your sleep? That's the only way you we, fail. We, we went the online route. And then it turned out my son would rather see a Lakewood Blue Claws game. You know what? I can't blame him there. <laughs> no, it's not because it's not because the Mets are bad. That's not where I was going with that. Right. Minor league baseball for a nine-year-old kid is better. Do you like donuts? Local. It's local. They, they, like, I, I know you guys like donuts. I mean, just look at his nickname. Right. His daughter calls him Big Donut. <laughs> My daughter calls me Big Donut. Do you know about this? I do. I do. Okay. That's, that's how My it comes nickname. up on. <laughs> Well, where I'm going with that that, Okay. No, go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, no. When I I text or call my daughter on her cell phone, I found out that her cell phone lights up and says, Big Donut. Is that something you were never intended to find out? I think I was never. (laughs) Yeah, that was something she calls me, and it makes her friends laugh. (laughs) I'm the big donut. Uh, no, she, what I was gonna. No, what I was gonna say is Dunkin' Donuts is offering a, a promotion in April. If oh. you go, it's buy one get buy one Met ticket get one free. If you go to Dunkin' Donuts. To buy the tickets. Yourself, no, I didn't. But I got donuts. You can, but wait, wait. But can you order a ticket at the Dunkin' Donuts counter? No, no, no. What? There's a uh, oh. no. There's a, there's a voucher there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm in. There was this, yeah, there's a whole stack of vouchers. It looked like there's plenty of them. <laughs> Aw. I got the donuts. Not the vouchers. Not the vouchers. But is it not the anniversary of Shea Stadium uh, opening today? Sure is. Forty years, or uh, fifty fifty years. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. The first. Who's got a better theme song, though? I love this song. And now uh, Wesley sings it all the time. Like he knows, he knows the song inside and out now. Like he knows all the words and stuff. The best is when he does the... Because I, I guess I sang it this way, too, because it's my favorite line. He gets to the... Oh, 
the butcher and the baker and the people on the street. Where do they go to meet the bats? Like he gets very, in. very staccato. He, right, he gets that. he gets really into it. Oh, oh, and he's like looking at me. The butcher and the Marching. baker. Yeah, he's got the <laughs> he's got the march down. Speaking of the Mets, Yay. nice segue. Well, look, there's a lot of places I want to go in sports. There's a lot to talk about. So I kind of want to jump around the map. I'd like to, I'd like to be your, your, your passenger I'm on going that journey. To, I'm going to go Julie McCourt, cruise guide, your cruise oh. director. Let's zip around the world of sports. That's a pretty current reference, I feel like. Julie McCourt? Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Is that her name? Is, it, it's, it's either McCord or McCourt. PJ? PJ. Don't, don't go too far away. Please look that up. Um, but look, there's, look, in my defense, there's no other reference for a cruise director in popular culture. It's time to get one. For a cruise director? Yeah, we're, we're about to take a cruise. We're going to take a little journey. I could go, sh- have- I could go Sherpa, but that's Steve Sherpa? <laughs> Sherpa? Steve Sherpa? According to the internet, it's Julie McCoy. McCoy? McCoy. So I combined her with Frank McCord, maybe? I think that might have been what you were thinking. Night Court? I don't know where you were going. <laughs> or Billy from Night Court, who was there before Marky Post. Who's Billy? Oh, Cal. Billy? Yes. I just, I knew there was... Um, First season. There was flow. Yes, right. Florence origi- Flor- was the original bailiff. She died. She did. And then it was Selma. Correct. They went old lady they, again. Right. Uh, mistake. She died too. She <laughs> did not see that coming. Probably should have used past experience. And the, then they went to Bull. No, Bull was always there. They went to, uh, what's her name? Uh, Win. Oh, Marsha Win- Marcia- Winfrey? Marsha Warfield. Marsha Warfield. Thank you. Marsha Warfield. Okay, I was close. That was ballpark. Marsha Warcourt. Marsha McCoy. Wow, Warcourt <laughs> would have been a, a great show in the 80s. <laughs> Warcourt with Scott Bakula. Mark Harmon. Warcourt on CBS. On the next war court. <laughs> war breaks out. They go to court. It's Jackson Yells. <laughs> Elliot Gould guest stars. War court. Um, no, there was a there was before Marky Post. I don't remember. There was a female DA named Billy. Played by. Don't know the actress's name, but she sings the female part in Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Get out of here. This is... What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I just, I just threw down the pop culture reference microphone and walked off the stage. That's incredible. Yep. Remember that show? <laughs> yes. She was. She was, she was in the original, the, the first... Uh, Season of Night Court with short blonde hair, and she sings 
the female part on Paradise by the Dashboard Light. She's in the video and everything. I, uh, I'm, I'm stunned here. I don't. I didn't think there was any. I mean, I, th- I knew there was somebody before Marky Post. I didn't think it was her. By the way, I could be totally wrong. Maybe not. Let's see. But I feel pretty good about it. Ellen Foley. Ellen Foley. And is, was she in Paradise? Does she sing on Paradise by the Dashboard Light? Yes. She, she was best known for her collaborations with the singer Meat Loaf. Did you, did you two-word Meat Loaf there? Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> did you, did you, is he Mr. Loaf? Yeah, everybody knows that. But she wasn't, but she wasn't in the video. Of the Connecticut Loafs? His last name is Aday. You call him Robert Paulson. Meatloaf Aday? His, his, yes, his screen name is Meatloaf Aday. Get it? What do you mean she wasn't in the video? She is in the video. No, it's somebody else. It's Carla DeVito. Oh. Lip-syncing to the vocals. Maybe maybe I saw a live version of Ellen Foley doing Paradise by the Dashboard Light with him. She was an actress? She was Billy in Night Court. That's unbelievable. Yes, it is. All right. How did we get here? And we're here. Um... Julie McCoy, cruise director, <clears throat> for for our trip, uh, I really still sound sick, don't I? I don't know if you guys heard. What is it, the flu? It was. You the got over there? It was. You know, I, it's one of those things, once you have the flu, you always have the flu. Who? <laughs> forever? That's not, that's not true. <laughs> what you just said is not true, Cal. That's all right. It's not, uh, no? No good? I thought that was a thing. Is that what you get past it? Is that what you tell your children? If you ever get the flu, you will never, ever, you'll always have lose it. You will have it for the rest of your lives. Now get this flu shot. Right, so avoid it at all costs. The flu shot works. Not not for me, it didn't. Shot. What a scam. What a market that is. Are you Boy. one of those anti-vaccinators now? No, definitely not. All right. But I don't know what, what placebo they... Me. <laughs> you must have not got the right one. I don't know what placebo they gave me, like a sugar shot. You might have been the 0.8%. Is that a thing? Right. <laughs> well, were you shot. in the left line or the right line? Because the sugar right line was getting the placebo. That's my song if I'm going to be a stripper. Sugar, <laughs> sugar shot. That maybe, that that's just the, maybe that's just the club. I'll still dance to Katy Perry, but I'll dance to Katy Perry at that's Sugar, sugar shot. shot. Sugar Shot is a magnificent name for a strip club. Magnificent. By the I'd like way, to change by, my answer to Santeria, by the way, <laughs> by Sublime. Absolutely, no problem. Yeah. By can, the end, of, can, you can see me grinding to that, right? By the end of this episode, not only will we not have talked about sports, but <laughs> we will have a business model in place for a strip club. 
with a live, tremendous cover band on stage, and it's all men. For stipulation, very strong floors, please. And for stipulation, very strong floors. No, no lady apostrophes. Very close to the dancers, too. Very close. Gonna, like, like right there. That's right. Like, like you've got to walk through the band to get out to the front of the stage. Forget about that. The band is on the front of the stage. Like you, you're, you're actually dancing like around the drums, like, like behind on, them on a on a monitor. Very uncomfortable. If you want to get a dollar, they have to pass it to the drummer first, and he passes right. it to you. Right. They put it or in. He doesn't. Or he, well, maybe he doesn't. Depends on who's playing drums that night. They have to like put it in the guitarist strings. He's playing. He passes it on. Okay. <clears throat> The Mets. <laughs> no, seriously. I, here's, here's where we're going. We're going to go round the horn. When we last left the Metropolitans, Cal, uh, two weeks ago, when we last did this show, we were really, really upset. Uh, they had just played the first three games of the season. They had lost all three to the Nationals in terrible fashion. All of our worst fears about that team were confirmed, right? Since then, uh, they've played 12 games, and uh, they are... <laughs> Eight and four in those twelve games, or eight and five. Eight and four. Eight and four. Thank you. In those twelve games. Yep. And uh, that included a nine-game West Coast trip that they just got off of, which I really thought they could go like two and seven on. And they managed to go six and three. Look, I don't think that they're fixed. Do you think they're fixed? I mean, do you do you think this is suddenly a contending team? I don't think this is suddenly a contending team. Of course not. Oh well, okay. <laughs> Okay. I mean, we you look at the team and you're very happy with the way that they played. And we'll get into a lot of the, the things that happened on this trip that we were really happy with. Because there were a lot of things that you saw out of this team that it might be may, might be able to build off of as the season goes on. But they're still very flawed, this team. They still have a shortstop that stinks. Yeah, they're they're still a patently flawed team. You know, their first base situation is still a mess. Like none of that has changed. Their and kid, their kid catcher, can't can't hit the ball. He's right. struggling. He's struggling right now, for sure. You know, um, I yeah, I don't think any of that's you know the Jose Valverde, you know Kyle Farnsworth, Jose Valverde bridge to nowhere, is is you know is not going to last forever. Uh, it's not going to hold up maybe past this week. They have the Braves coming to town. They have the, the Cardinals coming to town. They have a 10-game homestand here. All of this belies something that came out of that episode that I've talked with a bunch of people that listened to it, which is it sounded as if we were at a point where we wanted these guys to be unsuccessful so we could be proven right. We're not at that point. I mean, when Lucas Duda is at bat, I am rooting for him to hit a home run every time. I, I want them to win. It's not like I'm disappointed that they went six and three on this road trip. I'm ecstatic. You, you know, know, I want them to win. I want them to be successful. I want to be wrong. It's just I don't. I don't feel like I am going to be wrong overall about this team and their deficiencies. One of the things that you learn about sports in general, your teams that stink. We have a lot of experience with this. We have a ton of experience with this. 
Yeah, so we, we, we can, we're well qualified to speak on this subject. It's a misconception to believe that if your team is so bad, then they'll be forced to make changes. So why not, if your team is that bad, why not root for them to be completely horrible so that there'll be wholesale changes and you'll, and you'll get different players in? And that, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Especially because in we, baseball. Especially in baseball, because we've seen our teams just be ridiculously bad. And no change, and they're not making a change. This is they, these are the guys that they're sticking with. They're going to run them out there, and they're going to hope and and see if they're going to they can play. In, in a lot of cases, it's guys that have done something in the past, and maybe they did something for three weeks, two years ago, but because they've seen it, they're going to stick with it because it's easier to stick with it. So the idea that. I hope that I'm right that they stink because yeah. then they're going to change the team. It doesn't happen. So it doesn't make sense to root for them to fail. Absolutely. I'm not rooting for any of these guys to fail. I, I wish Ruben Tejada was the answer at shortstop. I still think Travis Darno is the answer at catcher. I'm, I'm, he's a guy I'm willing to give a ton of time to. Um, I just don't think that he, that he is. I still don't feel that Lucas Duda is going to be a 285 hitter with 30 home runs and 100 RBIs. I mean, I just, I just don't. I don't see it in the cards. I want to pull one thing from this road trip. Their starting pitching has been as advertised. They started to hit the ball a little bit towards the end of the trip against a really bad Arizona team, which is nice to see. Like, they took advantage of a bad team, and they've been taken advantage of as the bad team so often, right? Right. So it was, like, it was like nice to see, like, Eric Young scoring from first in a 7 nothing game when they're winning 7 nothing. And he's busting his ass the whole time, and he scores from first on a single to center field, to deep center field. That's mishandled by the center fielder, and he never stops running. He scores from first in a 7 nothing game. Like, that's great to see. But there was one thing I pulled, Cal, and we haven't really had a chance to talk about it, and I wanted to talk to you about it, because I've gone back and forth on this with a couple of people about David Wright. Like, there are a couple of really good Mets fans I know who don't, it's not that they don't like David Wright. They just wish David Wright was more than he, they think he is. More than he's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I hear this a lot from a lot of Mets fans, that he's unclutch. You know, and I... I, I, I hear I can, that a lot, too. Yeah, I can string together the, you know, four game-winning hits against, like, Mariano Rivera if they really want to see that. He's not unclutch. I, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, just last week against Craig Kimbrell in the ninth, and he gets a base hit. You know what I mean? Like, so he doesn't hit a three-run home run there because there's only one guy on base. So he doesn't hit a two-run home run there, but he still keeps the inning alive and gets a base hit off Craig Kimbrell. Like, that's clutch. You know what I mean? That's that's clutch. It's not, you know, whatever. He's not. But you know what? He's not. He's not as clutch as people want him to be. That, that's. I, I think they have unrealistic expectations of that word. I think so too, but he, I mean, he, he, oh boy. He could stand to hit a late inning home run off Craig Kimball and win a game. I understand. I got he, you. He could also stand to not hit into double plays with the bases loaded and nobody out. I, like he has, he has his moments both ways to say he's unclutch is wrong. That's wrong. You can't, you can't say David Wright is unclutch. Because, he's, because he has succeeded in these spots. 
I just feel like he should succeed a little bit more than he does. He should have more big big hits. Yeah, Fine. and not and not to the and not to the level that everybody holds him up to either. Right. But that's he, unrealistic. But he's he's also he's the captain. So that's a big deal. His captaincy last year. And I thought on that road trip and I told you about it, because you were detached from this team on this road trip, right? Um no. What'd you I watch? Was, Three games? I was, I, I was detached from you. Oh, I see. But I was watching the game. That's upsetting. No. No, no, that's fine. I was sick. Okay? I didn't well, get that's a card. I, I, heard. I didn't get anything. I stayed away because once you get the flu, you always have it. That's right, for the rest of your life. I stayed away. I was able to watch a lot of baseball because I couldn't sleep and they're on the West Coast. Yeah, and you want to know something? I, and we didn't talk about this. I stayed up. For both of those extra inning games last weekend that went till two o'clock in the morning, watch the whole thing. Yeah. You just yeah. weren't texting with me. That's all. I was. I was in bed. So you can't text me from bed. Is there something? Well. Does that feel weird? I could, but feels weird. Look. <laughs> to, uh, go. Uh, let's let's talk about what David Wright did in. I'm just in I'm just pulling, I'm pulling one thing. You know, Curtis Granderson got hurt. Kirk Newenheis uh, Lagaris gets hurt. Kirk Newenheis comes up and has a big game. Guys are stepping up. They hit the ball well. Duda has done a solid job. He's hit the ball enough. They, they did a great job on this road trip. But the blowout game where they got destroyed by the Angels on Sunday, fourteen to two in dropping two of three to the Angels, where the trip could have really gotten out of hand, Bri. In the seventh inning of that game, David Wright, with Travis Darno at the plate, Travis Darno gets called out on a questionable strike three call, looking. The umpire's been terrible. I mean, it's not the reason they lost, obviously, when you, when you get shellacked and give up five home runs. But the umpire was terrible all game. He's awful. And Wright, after the strike three call... Just went off, went after the umpire from the dugout and told him, you know, unacceptable. We're still playing a game here. And it was as angry as I've seen David Wright get on a baseball field or in the dugout. And it was important. It, the guy who was up was important. It was Travis Darno. He was sticking up for him. In a way, he was showing, I'm still paying attention. We're still paying attention. You act like a professional. Every at-bat that you have is important. Is worth something. Every at-bat that we have in a game, and they were down 11-2 to two at the time in the seventh inning. Every at-bat that we have in a game is important. Pay attention. And David Wright saying to his team, if we're going to ask the umpires to pay attention, we're going to hold them accountable when we're getting blown out, we should too. And he got run, and so did Daniel Murphy. And I thought it was a big moment. I thought it was an important moment. Maybe I'm making too much of it, but I, didn't, I don't think so. I think it was like a real captainy moment. I really do. And I haven't seen David Wright have a lot of those. And I'm not yeah. saying that's the reason they went ahead and swept Arizona. Arizona's terrible, and they played well. But I think it picked up a team on a day where they were getting shellacked, and they were, you know... Going out of town, had three more games left on the road trip, and you know, I think on a day where they really got knocked around, he said, "Unacceptable." 
So I thought that was a great moment. I really did. I'd be interested to see if they can continue this. They can continue to play well. But they played well. They did play well. And the problem with this team for the last however many years is how they play at home. It's not how they play on the road. You know, it's, a, it's an odd situation where, like, now they're going to, I read this somewhere yesterday or today, they're going to come home and they're going to have a ton more pressure on them than they did on the road. And it shouldn't be that way. That road trip should have buoyed them into this homestand. Right. Now, everybody's casting a discerning eye on them to see, what are, okay, now you're coming home and you've struggled at home. What are you going to do against good teams at home? Right. It'll be. I'm. I'm very interested to see how this homestand plays out. Yeah, this will be an interesting trip. Because this homestand is going to take you right through the end of April, right through the end of the first month of the year. And if they bat, if they, finish, if they come, if they, I can't think of the word. So they have their good road trip, <laughs> and now they're going to have a homestand. Sure. So what's the word I'm thinking of? Wordsmith. I need a wordsmith. It's the word that comes, like, you're ba- you have your road trip, and sure. then followed by the homestand. If they blank the road trip with a successful homestand. Sully? Other way, no. If they, if they coming off a good road trip and then have a good homestand. Oh, if they if they parlay. Yeah. No good. Let's go with yeah, let's go with it. I've wasted too much time. Wordsmithing. 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 If they blank the road trip with a successful homestand Bowie. Boink. If they make Whoopi from Pop. the home... Boff. <laughs> if they boff the homestead, right. <laughs> the road trip. All right, now that I've murdered this, this yes. whole point, the, the idea is if they come off of that, home, that road trip, the successful road trip, and then have a good homestand and end the month of April, and now you're two or three games over 500, that might be something to start paying attention to. Yeah. Not yet for me, but yes. But you, still, still at that point, you're not going to pay a little more attention? Hey, look, I watch them all the time because I like watching baseball, but I, 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 this team is not going to be a competitive team. Not yet. I'm not buying. I don't it, think they're gonna, it, look, I said that yet. I don't think they're going to win anything. Neither do I. But I'm going to be a little bit more curious about them should they now have a successful homestand. Okay. God, there's a, there's a damn word that I can't think of. And it drives me crazy. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Yankees. Maybe you remember it. Right. The next stop on our cruise is Puerto Vallarta. We have 45 minutes in Puerto Vallarta. Oh, great. Buy some crap. Hey, did you uh, did you get invited <laughs> to the Hall of Fame speech for Masahiro Tanaka? Or I did. I did. Well, I'm gonna. I'm, I figure I'm gonna. It's gonna be while he's still playing, right? Yeah, he's he's actually Steven Strasberg is going to let him borrow his speech. <laughs> and they're going to take the statue of Bryce Harper and just repurpose it with a Yankee hat. That's right. And make him a pitcher. Yeah, they're going to just wave the 5-year rule. 
and just do it while he's pitching. Well, the, well, when you come from the Japanese league, that, that's the loophole. He can, get, he can sure. go right in. Him and Hugh Darvish can go right in. The, um, Hugh Darvish. Hugh Darvish. <laughs> We've made him British. <laughs> I say, is that uh, Hugh Darvish tossing the pelota today? Is he? Who's on the, who's on the bump? As it were, for the uh, for the Yankees there. Is it, it for the Rangers of uh, Texas? Is that where they play? Is it Hugh Darvish? He is a whirling dervish, that Darvish. Isn't he? I say. <laughs> yes, it's you, Darvish. Not not Hugh. Not Hugh. Not no. Hugh so much. He's not wearing an ascot. He's not with a pipe on the mound. I say. This is bloody hot here in Texas, isn't it? My fastball is really popping today. Really popping. Good day. Cheerio. Strike three. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yes, that's another K, as you say. Yes. <laughs> um, he's like so polite. Like that. Sorry. There you go. That was a split finger. Sorry. A splitter. You know, nothing foul on it. Not a spitter, really. I would never do that. Try again next time. Just try again next time. Good day. Um, they, I I am impressed with this team, though, Cal. I'm I really, uh, yeah, I I I joke and I and I mock, but I'm I'm really impressed with their with their pitching. They won again tonight, and CC had a really good outing, which is uh, surprising, but also important to that. And they beat David. They beat David Price. They won ten to two tonight. Uh, I think they've won, you know, five of six or six in a row, or they're just on a really nice. Run they took three or four from the Red Sox and and it's it's been all hands on deck because Jeter can't play two games in a row. You have guys like what's his name Anna Deanna Dana Dantana Dantana playing for, uh, I think Dean so, Anna Dean Anna another greaser <laughs> Dean Anna what Dean Anna Yeah I got it right. Is that, by Zach Efron. Is, is he at a? Uh, is he the dean at a high, like a? <laughs> right. <laughs> at a high school for rowdy kids. At a high school for rowdy kids in in Yonkers. Hey, Dean Anna. I didn't do it. Um, but do you have guys like uh, what's his name, Sizemore, uh, playing first base tonight? Like they're they're just they're all hands on deck. Salarte came out of nowhere. They are really all hands on deck. Tanaka has been fantastic. Michael Pineda has been, well, what they expected when they traded for him two years ago. He's just been fantastic. Really. Sean Kelly has filled in in the bullpen. Robertson out. Sean Kelly has done a nice job closing games. They've done closer by committee because he can't pitch on back-to-back days. Just a really impressive job by the Yankees. Really. Beltran. I've watched a, you know Beltron had like nine home runs against the uh played the first Red base. Did you see him play first base? Yes, played first base. That was funny. That's the guy who uh Met fans we Met fans never liked, right? None of us ever nope. once. Nope. Nope. Hated him. Especially I, now that he's a Yankee. It's funny, I think you know, we've been doing this show four and a half years. I think uh you could probably go back to the early tapes and hear somebody resembling us. And we're we're Met fans, I thought. Pretty big ones. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think if you go back and listen you'll ever hear us talk about 
how Met fans are not going to appreciate him when he's gone. Yeah, or 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 hear us say that he's the best Met position player ever. Probably, arguably. Yeah, arguably uh, had the had you know three of the best you know seasons ever for a Met position player. I think we might have. Me? No, I don't know because because we all hated him. That's right. Oh, that's right. We all blanket every Met fan ever has hated him. Right, because of 2006. Right. Swing the bat. Yeah, whatever. Nice to see. We knew what that acquisition was, and it was, uh, and it was a good one for the Yankees, Cal. I feel like I'm, he's he's playing much better than I thought <clears throat> he'd play this early in the season. It's all about health because guys like Solarte and guys like Anna, they're not going to be able to keep it up all season. I mean, you you have to get something out of Brian Roberts. You have to get something out of Teixeira. You have to get something out of you know Beltron's going to have to play 130 games. You know McCann is going to have to. Although I told you, nobody listened. Well, then he went and hit two home runs in a game. Yes, it's a small it's you. a small sample size. I get that, but you know you know what I think is going to happen with this team, and and it's early still, so we don't know. I have a feeling. They're all going to kind of take turns picking each other up. Yeah. So that, like, right now you got Jeter is hurt and Teixeira is hurt. And so Beltran is playing well and, and, and Ellsbury is playing well. But then you're going to get these guys. The other guys are going to get hurt at some point during the year because they're, they're an old team. Right. And you're going to need, like, three weeks out of Suzuki uh, out of each row where he picks you up. And you're going to need... You know, two weeks out of uh, Gardner where he's, you know, a spark plug yeah. and he picks I, you up. I think that that's how this season is going to play out for them. I think, <laughs> I think the key for this team is to make sure they continue to pitch the way they've been pitching. Right. Picking each other up along the way. Yeah, I, I think if you're a Yankee fan, the only thing you're really scared of is Tanaka's been fantastic. Pineda's been fantastic. You're a little scared of Nova because he's been dreadful. You're scared of, like, bad Corota, which is... Is that what gave you the flu? That's correct. I had a little bad Corota. Woof. That's the uh, follow-up to my Sharona. Bad Corota? Bad Corota. Not a hit. <laughs> the knack? The noke. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Matt Noakes? Matt Noakes. Um, but you're a little scared that that starting pitching is... Uh, and, and, of course, CeCe has a... CeCe Sabathia has a good outing tonight, Cal, but I'm not convinced CeCe knows what's up yet. No. He's not the same pitcher he was. That's no. for sure. So, but, they, but they've done a really good job. I'm impressed. Yeah. I, I, I say that, you know discouragingly, because I don't like the Yankees. And you admit it, and that's what's great about you. I admit it. I, I, I despise them. How's that? No, I... Well, I, I, well I, being I, honest but, here. Yeah, but, but I, but I uh, can talk about them objectively. Yeah, so can I, and I, and I think they've played very well. And they're, they're interesting, you know? They're in, like, I'll watch a Yankee game yeah. now because it's, a little, it's more interesting than it's been in, in the past. I totally agree. And I'll flip back and forth and I'll watch a couple innings of the Yankee game on mute because... On mute, of course. The worst. The worst. I don't know what's worse, the radio or the television announcements the radio. for the Yankee. The radio. It's really, 
not even close. I listened to three innings of the Yankee game yesterday. It's the first time I've ever like really sat extended with them. It's torture. Yeah, it's bad. It's torture. There was one home run. Sterling had a home run call for Beltran. I don't even remember what it was. Didn't make. I didn't understand it. I didn't get the reference. <laughs> Whatever he was trying to say. If you're sitting there shaking your head after the home run call, like what? Well, I don't know what he just. I don't. Is that, that mean? Is that Latin? What are you doing? But they're really, they're really just, oh, they're just a, tec- a technically bad broadcast. It's hard to listen to. Yep. They're, they're, they're awful. I feel like this is, what do you think of this, Brian? I feel like this is a good team for our Yankee fan friends. Like, our, you know, Dr. Eristad and, and Nello and the good Yankee, and even Rich Nello. You know, the good Yankee fans who have sort of gotten tired of this team over the last few years or watching this team on a nightly basis. I don't think they I don't think they like them that much because they're old. No, I think this is a back-end team. Like I think Evan would rather watch Solarte than, you know, like watch some young kid come up and hit well and play well than watch Ichiro. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't I find there aren't <coughs> any Yankee fans that that run that way. You know, I think most Yankee fans want to bring in the big-time free agent star every year. Don't you think 80s Yankee fans, though, like our friends... Like that, older Yankee fans, Yeah, maybe. that are our age. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Would much rather see a team that's closer to 96 than closer to 2009. Well, I'll tell you, I think, I think it might be... We might be like the sandwich generation because I think older fans that are like our parents' age... Yeah. Would, they, they don't... They don't have the patience for kids to come up and play they want they want to win now and they want to see the guys that they know yeah because like, they live through the 70s and the 80s right like and i'm thinking the, of you know I'm, i should say the late 70s and and all of the 80s into the 90s yeah like i think i think about my father who you know comes and goes with the teams who's that johnny turncoat yeah you know it depends right benedict arnold who's giving him a free shirt today benedict calvi who he's gonna root for um who's giving him a Who's got free shirts? Yeah, like I, I think he would. He likes this team. Yeah, because this is this is an interesting team for them. They haven't had one of these in a while. Yeah. Well, even when you have like uh, you know Roberts at second and and you know uh, uh, Dean Anna at first and uh, you know this is an interesting team. Yeah. And and I think Yankee fans of our generation like McCann. Because they don't know him from the Braves. I think a lot of people like McCann. <clears throat> they don't have the hatred that we have of him. Right. And I tell you, I tell you what. If you like fun, you don't like McCann. No, that's right. If you think baseball is fun, he's not your guy. Not your guy. And I will tell you what, you're not his. You're not his guy. If you think it's a serious proposition, that you should you should not crack a smile. All right. This is, this is your job. And you're to play the game with respect and professionalism and not show an ounce of emotion. Officer McCann. You, he, might allow you, he might allow you through. Maybe. You could walk his beat. Maybe. Man. Gee whiz. Lighten up, Francis. Yeah, just, you know, 
Like, settle down. Yeah, take a day off. It's okay, as the baseball police. It's going to be all right. You're, he's also not 58 years old. <laughs> he's 30. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not like he's from a time when, when players didn't do that. Like he's getting dressed in his locker, and he's pulling his pants, like, all the way up, like, <laughs> halfway. They're like, like, Sweeney Murdy's like, what are you doing? Why are you pulling your pants? Is that an Izod? What are you putting on? All the young guys are, like, snickering behind him. Right. And he's who, very serious. Who wears suspenders? What Everything you- is crisply pressed. He's <laughs> got, like, starch in his uniform, so it's, you know. Is that Depp? What are you doing? <laughs> Who uses brill cream anymore? <laughs> and you're bald. <laughs> Old Spice. All right. <laughs> okay. Brute. <laughs> okay. Grabs. <laughs> Officer McCann. Anyway, I'm impressed by the Yankees. I am. Yeah, me too. All right, the next stop on our cruise is really quick. We got to talk about the Jets and the Giants. The, oh, dra- the yeah. draft is the draft is like still like 800 days away. It's usually like now, like tonight. It would be next week. next week. Yeah, but it's now three weeks away. It's May. Like, I can't wait. Yeah, but the Jets uh, with a huge signing, Chris Johnson. What do you think? What do you like? How much you bench? I love it. I love it a lot. I loved it. I only love it a little bit less today that I found out he's got arthritis in his knee. He says he doesn't. No. That's good enough for me. I love it. Sold. <laughs> he also says he's only 27 when his, when his birth certificate says he's 29. Did he really? No. <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Um, I thought maybe there was some news that came out. Well, I mean, just a, a really great job by John Itzik, Cal. Like, taking so much heat and people, there's like fire Itzik websites and just so ridiculous. And even this signing was met with some, you know, well, of course criticism. It, of course it was. Because everybody wanted Chris Johnson until, and everybody wanted John Itzik to do something until he actually did something. Right. You know, everybody ignoring the Eric Decker signing. Like, I know it feels like a really long time ago. Right. This is the biggest signing John Idzik has ever made, Chris but, Johnson. Yeah. Except, except he gave Eric Decker five years and $36 million. Right. A month ago. And who was, oh, by the way, the top free agent wide receiver on the market. Just, it just, but he didn't get a cornerback. Epic fail. I've been in a uh, Twitter conversation with this one particular Jet fan who, this was before they signed Chris Johnson yesterday, who took me to task for something I was talking to Caparoso about, Joe Caparoso, our buddy at TurnOnTheJets.com, who we're going to have on soon for the draft, <clears throat> and also hopefully get something cooking with him for draft night. Um, Good. But Joe and I were in a, you know, just having a Twitter conversation about something, and this guy sort of like jumped in, and was, you don't have a quarter, we don't have a quarterback, what are we doing, he's terrible, he's a bean counter, He's never done personnel. He doesn't know, like, all this stuff about Itzik. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then today he comes back with, why are they signing Chris Johnson? They're not a win-now team. You, oh, he, you, 
You just no. said you just said yesterday you wanted him to sign everybody. No, I would have been happy if they signed Decker and Werner. He didn't get a corner. Our secondary is terrible. Well, he's building the defense differently. They're building from the from the front four out. The defense used to be built from the back four in. Well, Rex Ryan loves cornerbacks. You've got to get cornerbacks. He's got to be, you know. How does so, he know that? How does this guy know that? I don't know. He loves don't, Rex Ryan loves cornerbacks. I am so tired of hearing that, Bri. I am so tired of hearing that. Because he said once in a press conference, like after they, about Revis or whatever, like, you know me, I love corners. Oh, that's it. He's got to have. And they've drafted Kyle Wilson and D. Milner in, in the five years he's been here. He must love cornerbacks. It's, uh, don't believe everything you read. Rex Ryan has had successful defenses with lots of different personnel types. So I think this is a great signing. I think they got him at their price again. Um, all of his signings have been cop, uh, cap conscious. It doesn't stop them from doing anything in the draft. No. Like one of the uh, the Jet guys was saying, uh, you know, where does it, I'd rather have a rookie do this. You know, we, we now we're not going to draft a guy like Dry Archer and you know in the uh, Dre Archer in the fourth round or something like that. And why I'd, not? Why not? It's essentially a one year deal. Right. I mean, there's an option after the first year. They could get rid of him. Right. And he's gone. The Jets have a team option after the first year. Right. So if he comes out this year and he proves that he's not healthy. What have you you've lost nothing? You've lost nothing. And and if he does prove he's healthy, you've improved the team for this year. Right. Like there's this weird feeling that the Jets are somehow supposed to punt this year. The problem, Steve, is that everybody knew that they had all of this cap space coming off all this money was coming off the cap going into this year, and it was Idzik's second year, they gave him a pass his first year, and everybody just expected him to go spend like a drunken sailor. That was, and, and, when he, and when he didn't, everybody lost their mind. Everybody expected them to be the Raiders. Right. Well, flashing your cash around when you have a lot of cap room, see the Dolphins of Miami, doesn't win. It's been proven over and over and over again. It doesn't win. The Redskins of Washington. Sure. It doesn't win, Bry. No, of course it doesn't win. And everybody, for, you know, they, everybody wants to call him a bean counter, and, and he doesn't know how to build a team. Well, check out the team that just won the Super Bowl. I mean, who, who helped build that team? Right, and and this is what I said to this person on Twitter that we were going back and forth, and we had a we had a decent discourse. Uh, we really did, but. You know, I said there's plenty of places online to look and realize that he's more than just an accountant. He's never done player personnel. Yes, he has. <laughs> he has. Get it right. His father was a freaking offensive coordinator for the Jets in the 70s. He's been around football his whole life. He's not a lawyer. <clears throat> He went to Dartmouth. Yeah, he played football at Dartmouth. I mean, just why does he? Who keeps Rex Ryan? What GM does that? That's not an accountant. Maybe a GM who likes him. Did you read Chris Johnson's comments about talking about Rex Ryan? That's one of the reasons he came to the Jets. The allure is still there. 
Look at what this team did down the stretch last year at 5-8 and eight, when they had nothing to play for. Except their coach's job. Except their coach's job. And they reeled off three impressive wins. With a rookie quarterback. Starting all 16 games, and they went 8-8. Eight and eight. Look, I've had my problems with Rex Ryan, and, and, and I wasn't sure if they... If and he's had his problems with you. I, well documented. <laughs> First in line at the buffet, that loading is, up on the shrimp. <laughs> they bring those crab legs out. He's, he just takes them all. Cal and all that stuff. and all he's, he's doing all those types of things. But the thing that sticks in my mind <clears throat> is how they played down the stretch last year. And I can't, shake, I can't shake that thought whenever I try to argue against him. Do you? I've said this a myriad of times. Last thing on the Jets, and then I just want to mention something about the Giants. But I've said this to you a bunch of times, Bri. This is Geno Smith's job to lose. That's another thing this guy said to me. Everybody knows Geno's, or everybody knows Vic's going to start. We do? How about we listen to the GM and the coach who have both said... He's going to be really hard to beat out. Why would they not want Geno Smith to be successful? Does anybody understand the financial ramifications of Geno Smith being good? They're huge. They are huge. Just take one look at the Seahawks and what the Seahawks are going to be able to do because Russell Wilson hit and is a third-round draft pick that they don't have to pay for three years. The financial implications for Geno Smith being good are huge. They are going to do everything in their power to give him the job and have him be successful. Well, then why did they bring Michael Vick in? They brought Michael Vick in because if Geno fails miserably three games into the season you can still maybe have a season because you have a viable NFL starter to go to. So you don't have to punt 2014 if Geno falls on his face. But they're not planning on Geno falling on his face. Michael Vick is a contingency plan. He's not been brought in to be the the competition to be a starter. He's not. I don't know about that. Cal, I think the only way I, he, it, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with how they play in the pre or how he plays in the preseason. I don't think it's having that. They know what Michael Vick is. No, Cal. it has to do with how Geno Smith plays in the preseason. Absolutely, yeah. and I still think even if he stinks in the preseason, he gets to start the first game. I don't know. Barring injury, I think he is your. Write it down. He is your week one starter. I would. I would write that down. I just. I wouldn't take that to the bank. I'm not saying if by week three. They're, you know, after week three, they're 0-3, and he's been awful, then the plug is pulled. I'm not saying he's not going to have a short leash if he has an awful preseason and they start out 0-2. I think Michael Vick is your starting quarterback. But he wasn't brought in to compete for the job in training camp. They want Geno Smith to win the job, Cal, or to keep the job. It's his yeah, job. I, I, yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. Vic is here because they needed viable – because they didn't have one last year. And so, therefore, Geno Smith had to start all 16 games. Well, they had Matt Sims. Right, but Matt Sims was not a viable NFL starting quarterback. Well, says, says who? Well, he's says, ne- he had never done it. Of 
course he hadn't, but a lot of people thought he could. Sure, but Vic has done it. Well, who would you rather have? If Geno Smith falters, who would you rather have? Matt Sims or Michael Vick? Michael Vick, of course. I mean, the defense rests. So they made the right move. <laughs> Got a couple extra rests in there. What? That's a flu. That's a symptom of the flu. What? It, it forces you to stutter? Extra estes. Don't even ask me to say Brad. See, I won't do it. We'll be here all week. Who, Brad Isbister? <laughs> Don't ask me to say Brad Isbister. Sir, sir, sir. The judicial system! Um, <laughs> uh, quickly on the Giants, this went completely under the radar because the Jets signed Chris Johnson. Oh, Josh Freeman? They signed Josh Freeman. If I'm a Giant fan, I am panicked about Eli Manning's ankle. Panicked. Yeah. I mean, that's a no. Isn't that a little bit of a sign that they are concerned? Yes, it's a big sign because if they weren't concerned, they just they just go with Nassib over there. Yeah, and by the way, good good looking draft pick that Ryan Nassib. Good pick. They know what they're they know what they're doing. They do. They have retooled. I had an interesting conversation. We'll get to it another time. But I just nobody mentioned. It's funny, McWalters, uh, our resident Giant fan. Great Giant fan, obviously, but he sends me, like, Cal, he sends me, like, an email after every Giant signed. Like, Rashard Jennings, I got an email with the number and, you know, like, his quotes and stuff like that. It's, it's fine. I sent one back with Decker, and I sent one back with uh, CJ today. But he sends one for every guy they sign. Like, the, the first three days of free agency, I have, like, nine emails about <laughs> the Giant signings. I didn't, uh, I didn't get the Josh Freeman one. You didn't get around to that one yet? Not get an email. Maybe it was spam, spam filter or something. You might have been busy today. Yeah. I did not get a uh, welcome to Big Blue, Josh Freeman. So, um, okay, two other things, and then we go to the fun load. The, a fun load, by the way, years in the making, and probably will be a movie uh, by the fall. Um, fun load the movie? Fun load the movie. <laughs> All right. The Rangers in the Stanley Cup playoffs get a victory tonight. Here's the only thing I want to mention about this. The Rangers, I think, have a legitimate chance to go very far in these playoffs. How far? I think they could get to the Cup Finals. Really? Yes. They would give up their first-round pick if that happens. I think they're okay with that. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I really do. I really think they... You think they can come out of the East? I do. I think you're crazy. I, I do, and I think this town will be... Let's let's see. They won tonight. They beat the Flyers pretty convincingly uh, in game one of that series. Um, let's see how they come out of this series. I think they're going to handle the Flyers. Um, they're playing really good hockey right now, Cal. They're playing really good defensive hockey right now. And as we know, as Mike Francesa told us today... In the playoffs, what's it all about? It's all about the goalies. Um, I'm not going to say you, we don't, we don't have to go into a detailed analysis of the Rangers, except if they do make a run, I do want to talk about it. All right. Well, let's, let's just see what happens. Yeah, because, and, and here's why we'll have to start rooting very hard for whoever they're playing. Right. Look, playoff hockey, we've, we've talked about this for years. There's nothing better than playoff hockey. No, I watched a little bit of it last night. 
it's great. You know, it's just you can watch, and every night there's a game on. I watched Tampa Bay uh, and Montreal last night for a bit, mm-hmm. and then I watched. Um, I can't watch the Penguins. I just, I just hate them so much. I really do. So you're looking for a Penguins Ranger series? That'd be fun. Oh boy. Uh, you know what my cat classic line is. Who are you rooting for in that series? What? Or, <laughs> that, that series. What are you rooting for? It's the flu. It's cancellation. You're rooting for the flu. <laughs> That's right. I'm rooting for the flu. Go flu. Team flu. Um. So that bears watching, and then the Nets too. Hey, look, the Nets are a New York team, kid. Brooklyn. Is yeah. In New York. Yep. Yeah, like very New York, and you know what? I can get on board with the Nets. Yeah, well, in, in about a year, we're going to have to get on board with Brooklyn. That's right. That's right. So. And I went to a Nets game, as we talked about. Yeah, you did. It was a great experience. That's right. Good fans. The fans seemed cool. You liked the Barclays Center, didn't you? I liked the Barclays Center. The fans were into it. Did you get a haircut I did over not, there? I did not get a fade. They got a barbershop there, right? I know. I told you what they should do when the Islanders come. They should keep the barbershop open, but do mullets. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have a barbershop there where they're like fades and like kid and play haircuts and stuff. They should yeah. keep it open and do mullets. That's terrific. And and rename it uh, uh, Pierre's. <laughs> Pierre's. Pierre. <laughs> oh, look at you! You are all about naming stuff tonight. Billy P Stop. apostrophe hairs. Billy Stopless. All right, let's do the fun load. But no, can we talk about the Nets in this series next week? Yeah, if they're still playing, sure. They play the Raptors. That series opens on Saturday, Bri. Okay. Will you watch a, would you watch a Net playoff game? Yeah, I probably will not. No chance? There's not. I wouldn't say no chance. Maybe like one in a million. Sort of like uh, the chances of getting the flu... After you've had the flu shot. That's like one in three. <laughs> the well, odds are very what? good you're going to get the flu. Because you've been given the flu with the flu shot. Right. We keep coming back to that. Still don't understand that. Forever. <laughs> flu ever. Look, I have this great way to prevent you getting a broken arm. I'm going to go ahead and break your arm. Wait, I, I don't think that that's... Right. That's how it's going to work. Then once your arm heals, eh, you'll have broken it already. Right. Once and you your break arm... your arm, it's always broken. That's the Cal rule. Well, no, that's just ridiculous. It heals, obviously. I'm going to hijack the fun load with a quick question, by the way. Do it. Oh, no. Do it. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> no, you don't have to cut the music. You can call it everything. <laughs> That's it. Cancel the circus. That's it. Everything was fine till Cal hijacked the fun load. I don't know. I just because I have, because I have a, an extremely timely fun load, and it's a little quick thing. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna throw in before yours. Nice. Kind of like an aperitif. Oh, nice. You all like that? Do we have uh, to do this in French? Yeah, no, no, we cannot do it in French. We. Oui. I might be able to do it in Canadian. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. So this weekend, uh, Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday is this Sunday. And for those of us with the kids, they're all excited about what the Easter bunny is going to bring them. 
ginormous rabbit hopping around town, breaking into everybody's house, leaving baskets. They love it. My question to you, fellas, when you say it like that, (laughs) they go right along with that. No, what's creepier is that it's not a real rabbit. It's a guy in a rabbit suit breaking into people's houses. That's right, which nobody seems to have a problem with. See, I think if I can spin it that it's actually Santa Claus in a rabbit suit, <laughs> I might be able to get, get somewhere with that. My question to you guys, growing up, kids, adults even, I want you to give me your three top Easter candies. Oh, well done. Oh, that's awesome. Give me three. Des- no particular order. That deserves order. a relaunch of the music. Hold on. Thanks. It really does. Make that louder. We really need a shorter one of these, don't we? I don't think so. Still <laughs> <laughs> so going? So what do you got, guys? Three Easter candies that you could I not live without. I got one. Go. The, the malted speckled eggs. Those were, were good. They were malt balls, but they were speckly eggs. They were moth balls? Moth. <laughs> 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 EJ grew up in an orphanage. So. <laughs> I had to eat my gruel and... Have my mothballs. Can we have some more of the mothballs, please? <laughs> Maybe this Easter some family will come and claim me. Sort of like a Whopper. Easter. Why, yeah. I remember the Whopper. But a bespeckled Whopper. A speckled a whopper, whopper. with glasses. I'm going to go with, uh, as my third candy, the Cadbury <laughs> egg. Not a spectacled Whopper. Oh. The Cadbury, Cadbury egg. egg. The cream egg, the caramel egg, what, what do you got? The original cream egg. Cream egg. With the yolk. Nice. Yes, I hated I them along with those. until I was eight. And then you loved them. Then I fell in love. That was the we, year of the great expansion. Correct. That's <laughs> when we moved west. <laughs> and when I, you went and to and Husky I, Jeans. That's when I ballooned up to 135. And started wearing started wearing the husky toughskins. Yeah, that's when we went to the new section at Sears. That's when it happened. The year, <laughs> the, the year of the Pringles. I also call. It. <laughs> uh, that's my number three, Cal. Hey, hey, uh, editors, editors, note: go to your local CVS the week after Easter. You could get those eggs for like a nickel each. <laughs> Tips from Cal. <laughs> and spay and neuter your pet. <laughs> my number three is the Reese's peanut butter egg. That's my number one. Well, oh. well okay, well, I guess we're done. <laughs> no, right. that's my one. That's my. Just, you know, I, my it's not my fault. I jumped the no, shark. Go it's, ahead. It's my one. You could have kept it under your hat for like I three was, more minutes. I was too excited. The Reese's peanut butter egg is just. A little bit of perfection. Yeah, that's my two. That's my number two. 
Yeah. Your two. That's my one. All right, so we need PJ's two, your three, my no. four, your six. PJ's given us his two already. You've given us your one, so I guess what's your other one, Steve? I've given you my three and my one. Right, so what's the two? Wow. I'm going to – it's it's a toss-up between old-school rabbit, old-school bunny – like the stole, what is it? Stolers? No, Stovers. Hollow or solid? Hollow. Hollow. Russell Stovers. Russell Stovers. So, uh, hollow. Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons. Hip hop bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Comes with a kanga hat on and. Um, he's a chocolate mogul. He's <laughs> Don't read into that. I just said it. Wait, the bunny or Russell Simmons? <laughs> Send your letters to. That's PJ Kachopo, care of. Um, no, the uh, the the big Russell Stover hollow bunny with the creepy eye. Oh, the candy eye. Oh, candy. Eyes. The candy, the, the yellow eye. candy eyes. <laughs> the lazy candy eye. Correct. <laughs> the lazy candy eye. Right. It's a scary, lazy candy eye. Usually in yellow and black, just to completely frighten. <laughs> and then you see that movie with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and you really, you'll never eat one of those bunnies the same way. Again. Donnie Darko, right there. Donnie Darko, right? No, that's my that's my two. That's I had a tough time there though because there's a couple others. What honorable mentions? What do you got? Well, uh, let me. Well, why yeah, don't we no, finish? Please, please finish. Finish up. All right. My my number two are the Starburst jelly beans. I was gonna go jelly beans. Jelly beans are an honorable mention for me. Starburst specifically. Well, I've got the same affliction as you. I must have the flu. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Try to stay away. The judicial system. <laughs> um. So why Starburst? I don't even know if I'm familiar with that. Delicious. They're fruitier. Is that, a thing? Is that a thing? They are. And and you can even go one step further oh, or farther. And get, and get, or farther and get the Starburst Fave Reds jelly beans. Uh, oh. They're only red. Interesting. Different would, shades. I, but would, I would never. Different shades of red. You got cherry, your strawberry, your burnt sienna. Your raspberry, your fruit punch, your watermelon. Okay. <laughs> that's it. Wow. No, that's it. No, that's it. Because I'm unaware of this. Save reds. We we get the play on words. Number two. <laughs> Peach, your number one. One. My number one, uh, I probably part company with a lot of people on this, but I'm crazy about black jelly bean. Wow. Oh. As a kid, I used to steal my sister's. I would ask for a special a bag just for me. I didn't want the other colors, just the blacks. I love the black jelly beans. Really? Do you like Anazette? And when I went to Billy's Topless, I loved the black jelly bean. <laughs> Was that a dance? I love Anazette. Coming to the stage, Anazette. <laughs> What do you want from me? <laughs> I'm dancing. <laughs> she 
He danced to pour some sugar on me. Gosh, obviously. Or Lazy Mary. At the Sugar Stop. <laughs> what was it? Was it Sugar Stop? No, Sugar 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 Shop? The the Sticky Stump? What was it? <laughs> sticky Stump. <laughs> we named we named the uh Sugar Stop. Sugar Shack. Sugar Shack. No, it's Sugar Stop. Sugar Oh darn. Well we'll have to go back and listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> we, get, we don't remember from a half an hour ago. That's black jelly beans, baby. I love them. How about black licorice? Love it. Who's got their uh, uvu on there? Mute your mic. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm muted here. Not me. I'm muted too. Do you hear the echo? Close the window in your kitchen. <laughs> Maybe it's me. It might be you. Check your mic. No, I'm muted. You are. Oh. Wait. Wait. Yep. I. I there. There. <laughs> uh, as you got older, as when you were kids, and then as you got older, did did your mom always still try to give you the Easter grass in like in a basket? Oh yeah. Even though you're 14, you get a basket with Easter grass. See, that's adorable. Easter grass is classic. Classic. It is. It's the best. Except when you're a parent. Because then it's all over the <laughs> it's everywhere. It's all over everything. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> I, um... I, I, I... Eh. There's not a lot of Easter candies that don't involve peanut butter that I, that I like. That you like or you don't like? Or I don't... Uh, no, I, I... There's not a lot of Easter candies that don't involve peanut butter that I like. Oh, so, oh okay. Yeah. okay. So you need you need a little peanut butter to, to enjoy yourself. That's I right. need peanut butter. That's me. My my number one, by the way, was the solid chocolate bunny. The solid chocolate bunny. Yeah. Oh well, you had to be really good in my house to get the solid bunny. You had to like have a good year, otherwise there was oh, no really? chance you were getting the solid. Oh no, it was always hollow. Always. My parents weren't made of money, and they let me know. <laughs> Sweetheart, the solid My parents is $15. might have been made of chocolate then. I'm not spending $15 on a solid bunny. They almost sounded like they were from Boston for a second. <laughs> it's wicked expensive. Era, I'm not uh, spending $15 on your, <laughs> on your chocolate bunny. Hey, yeah. last, last thing on this. Um... I'm going to throw out the most overrated Easter candy of them all. And I think we can all agree. Don't say peeps. The peeps. Yeah. Oh, come on. Overrated? I think it's solid. Solidly rated. I, I think they've become underrated. That's ridiculous. Oh, we just got a phone call. Because they're making a comeback. Hold on, we got a caller on the board. I think somebody wants to weigh in on Easter candy. Oh boy, did we get it? Wow, go go check that out. Go see who it is. All right, hold on. <laughs> this is a great uh, fun load. We might have to do the Yestercades. Uh, oh, so we could we could still do it. I I we're gonna run out of time. I didn't mean to hijack it. It's we're just... we're pushing two hours. What else we got to do? <laughs> what else you, you going to do? Did you ever have, like, Easter stuff that was tied into sports? Oh, 
every year I would get a sticker book. Yep, me too. Yes. Every year I got the sticker book. That's when you got your sticker book. Yep, every year. For Easter, you got your baseball sticker book. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, totally. Hey, listen, yep. listen we, got, we got Bob on the line. He says he's too old to talk about Easter candy. <laughs> but I Is think we Bob? can coax him into it. Is that Bobby Ben? It's got to sure. be. It's got to be. Oh. Pete, by the way, by the way, when you when you went on there, the echo stopped. So it's you. It's you me. The echo. Yes. I'm the phone echo or I'm the uvu echo? You got to be the phone echo because it's not happening well, all right. so when you're pick talking. Pick up Bob. Pick up Bob and I'll, and I'll re-enter the switchboard. Okay. 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 Here I go. Bye. All right, let's bring him. I, be, I I believe this is uh, I believe this is my cousin. Let's let's see. Hello, welcome to Ready to Unload. Hello, Steve. How are you? How are you, sir? How are you doing? I'm sorry, I, I got on your call late. I haven't heard you last week, but I had a, a call now because I think the last time I heard, I listened to the recording. Uh, you were talking about the Mets were only going to have three wins going into uh, the end of the month or something. Did you I start out that, that way with this? I said that what? it was entirely. I, I felt it was entirely possible that the Mets uh, would finish the month at nine and eighteen. Uh, okay. Well, I, I, somebody said three, and I'm going three. Only miracle. But anyway, uh, isn't isn't this what uh, baseball is all about? Well, well, we're not hanging a pennant up yet, Bobby. Ben. I am. Yes. I'm, I'm. I'm positive. I'm positive. You know. I'm, oh yeah. I'm ready. Look, you, Let's go. You, you know me. This is of course. Uh, <laughs> you know me course, anyway, right? Yes. This is of course our uh, my cousin uh, Bobby Ben calling from uh, Tennessee. He is a great Met fan. We've had him on the show before, and uh, he is calling to bust my chops, as it were. Because no, I would never bust your chops, Steve. Because I said uh, I, the last episode we no, did. No, I, I, no. I, what I was trying to say to you is I didn't listen to the show. I'm sorry. I got in late tonight. No, and that's I okay. I picked you up on the, on the computer just a little while ago. And I know you were talking about jelly beans and all. I thought this was a sports show, but, you know, I know it's about <laughs> one and a half hours into it, right? <laughs> yes. We're, we're, so we, I uh, thought like we'd go back to sports. How's that? That's <laughs> okay. fine. But the other reason I called is what do you think about Because I didn't hear the first part of the show. What do huh? you think about the running back from Tennessee? I I think the Jets you, got. you talked about it just a little bit ago, and and we're ecstatic. I think it's a great signing. I think there's uh, it's a low risk, high reward signing. They basically signed him to yeah. a one year deal because they have a team option for the second year. And yeah, correct. You know, depending on how much trade he has left on his tire, look, that team and that offense desperately need guys who can score from anywhere on the field. They don't have any. And uh, Chris Johnson in Marty Morningway's offense is a weapon, is a weapon that they don't have. And it's, that's what it's about for that offense. It's adding weapons at every position, adding, you know, they added Eric Decker, who's a very good weapon, although he's more of a, maybe more of a possession guy. Adding Chris Johnson as a home run threat out of the backfield, they don't have that. So I, I thought it was a great signing. I thought it was a great job by Itzik to wait it out. I think I think you're absolutely right because I've seen a lot of him here. Obviously, I'm in mean, Nashville, you know, and, yeah. uh, and I, you know, I don't get to see the Jet games like you guys. Okay, um, that the uh, 
what I've seen, uh, what, I, what I've seen about him is he reminds me of the Jets could be the old-time Miami Dolphins when they had running backs that would shift gears. They, if you remember way back when, they had Zonker and Kick, and they yep. throw in Murky Morris. Yep. Okay. Well, the Jets, the Jets have a, 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 not a Zonker, you know, but a, they got a kind of a kick with the uh, with the guy from New Orleans, you know, the you know Ivory. talking about the running backs yep. they have from it's Ivory, uh, Ivory yep. is it? Yep. Yeah, Ivory, right? And then they can throw a shift gears by putting uh, the other guy in, you know. Yeah, and, and Powell, I think that's, a, a nice that's what you got to have a lot of options. Yeah, Powell is a really nice back. I said Powell is still a really nice back Powell? to have too. Yeah, having having depth at that position is a great thing, and I just I like the way John Itzik is going about this offseason. He doesn't panic. He's not you know taking any of the criticism, the ridiculous criticism I think, to heart in that you know he can't close a deal or he can't get his guy or what. I mean, Bobby, you should see it up here. I mean, they're they're ready to run him out of town already. You know, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, it's I, New York. Here. Yeah, and I I think he's going about it the right way. And they got they got twelve picks in this draft, Bobby. Twelve picks. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I I stay up with it, okay. And yeah. uh, and uh, well, I just thought I haven't heard. You know, I I just want to put my two yeah. cents in right now. No, no, you're, and, you're you know, in, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I never I never liked the uh, the black uh, uh, the never the, the you know the beans. I never had the black beans. You, know, you didn't like the black candy. jelly beans, but do you do you like a no, little? No, yeah, you got remember. You know, you know, you know what our family was like. You know, you know what I mean. You know, had to be the, it, it had to be the Italian cookies. You know. That's right. <laughs> it was always a nice little shrigadelle, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and then they got the, then they had the bobka on the other side. That's right. <laughs> Bobby, do me a favor. Okay. Promise me, you, promise me, you'll call back in a couple of weeks, so we'll talk Mets. I will. Do. I just want to say hello and uh, have a uh, happy Easter in the family, and tell everybody I said hello. Yes, the best to you too. And by the way, we're ecstatic that they went six and three on this road trip. We love it. Of course. Well, I, I, I just, I, I, this is what baseball's all about, yep. Steve. Absolutely. Okay? That's you, why they you know, play the game. You, you know, you could, you could be the lowest down in the dumps, and all of a sudden something happens, and you, you know, you just get optimistic again. You know. Yep. We, and, we, you know, we mean, we want to change. Huh? Oh yeah. Okay. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm so uh, when I saw the Cubs didn't score a run against the Yankees, you should see what I did to the Cub fans here. <laughs> well, you have to give them abuse. I mean, that's that's just a given. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. <laughs> All right. You, again, take care, guys. Okay. Yes. Happy Easter, thank Bob. Thank you for picking me up. Everybody down there. Yep. All right. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. That's good music for him. He's a, he is he is a he's a he's a gem. That guy. Anytime that guy calls, we owe it to him to take the call. And you want to know something? He's he's got the right idea. Maybe we should have a little he, more a little more optimism. Yep. Right. Yep. No, he's he he absolutely. He oh, does well. he does have the right idea. It is baseball. Anything can happen. Maybe we get a little bit of that back after this homestand, Cal. You know you know us. It doesn't take much. No. Not at all. <laughs> they go seven and three on this homestand. I'm in. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Costanza. I'm back, baby. Did um, that guy just said on Easter he got cookies and babka? Yes. Well, he's half Polish. <laughs> it's half Italian and half Polish. So, you know, that's you had an interesting combo on that table. 
you had a bottle of vodka and a bottle of Anazette at all times. Nice. And he's like really Polish. <laughs> like that, that half. Like just like we're really, just like the one half is really Italian, the other half is really Polish. <laughs> Doubles down. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Um, all right. So we, we had our top three candies. Yeah. Should we do Yestercades next year, next week? Next year? No, next week. Because Yestercades is important. It is, and I feel bad that I, I just jumped. That was, that was a great timely fun load. I jumped the shark. Do you think Yestercades will keep, Peach? Should we tease it? <laughs> I think it'll keep just fine. I just want to do, if you're opening a Yestercades, what are, your, what are the top five games you have to have there? Oh, you you got to hold that for another segment then, because that'll go yeah. on for a long time. That was my thinking with that. Now, did I did I tell you guys I went to a, a an authentic Southern plantation wedding? I do declare. <laughs> well, yeah. I do believe I have the papers. I had not heard this story. And it's beautiful, you, you know. You, you tell. Well, it was a plantation, and it was gorgeous. <laughs> but do you know who I I I, I think I texted you guys. Um, you know who I ran into right when I got there? Rue McClanahan. <laughs> no. <laughs> I ran into cornerback uh, Cliff Harris. <laughs> what? Now, he's, now, he's no Southern Bell. Well, no, what? he was not wearing a hoop skirt at all, actually. What? My stars. <laughs> My word. That is the last person I expected to see or hear you say you saw. I was offered sweet tea a lot of times, let me tell you. Hey, you. Every, everywhere you go. You want Cliff some sweet Harris. tea? What was Cliff Harris doing there? <laughs> he was the efficient for the wedding. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was the caterer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. He was. <laughs> you're both. You're both laughing. Can't. Cliff he Harris was, catering. This, this is the guy who was um, picked up by the Jets and then released for partying a little hard. Let's say. Oh. For cooking a little too hard. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was. He was. There were certain substances involved. Um, so I guess he's not looking to be picked up right now or something. Uh, How was the food work- then? Fantastic. It was good? Oh, I had Hawaiian chicken. Oh, Cliff Harris. Yeah, cornerback, yeah. Who'd you, th- who'd you think for he the said? Eagles, I think? He did. He was, uh, he and teammate Claude Davis were arrested and charged with possession of marijuana, and he was waived by the Jets last year, in April. Yeah. And now so, he I mean, I didn't Southern recognize him now. Haters. Someone had to point him out to me. Wow. Cliff they Harris said, hey, Provisions? <laughs> it was, I, you know what, I didn't catch the name of the catering company. Cornerback catering, man to man, man to man caterers, man to man, cover two caterers. 
<laughs> How was the food? Oh, you said it was great. Delicious. I had fingerling potatoes. All right, sir. Very good. <laughs> I had what is that? I, I had bump and run nachos. <laughs> <laughs> bump, bump and nachos. run, <laughs> bump, bump and run, hush. run nachos. Bump and run hush puppies. Did they have God, hush puppies there? Uh, hush they puppies? did not. No. Well, I don't think you were at a southern plantation. I know. Then. I know. How about uh, greens? Did they have greens? Yes. And did right. they call them just greens? Yes. They didn't call them collard greens. No. <clears throat> because Green. if you eat if you eat collard greens, you just call them greens. Yeah, well. We here in New York call them collard greens. No, they were labeled just as greens, and they were delicious, yeah. too. Everywhere, everywhere else that people eat greens regularly, they're just greens. Now, I want to talk about sweet tea. sweet tea for a second. Sweet tea will kill you. <laughs> It, there is so much sugar in sweet tea. Now coming to the stage, sweet tea. <laughs> next up, what is, next up at the sugar stop. <laughs> what does she dance to? Pour some sugar on me. Uh, again. It's the only song you can play there. Or anything by Ice Tea. She dances to uh, Sugar Sugar by... Uh, the little what is that? The little Archies. What's the name? Who sings that song? Is that the sugar, uh, 1910 uh, Fruit Gum Company? Honey, honey. I believe that's the 1910 Fruit Gum Company. Right. Or I want candy. Right. It's the who? No, the who? 1910 Fruit Gum Company. Shall I say it again? The 1910 Fruit Gum Company. Who is that? That's not a thing. It is a thing. A, go to your Google. I refuse. Go to your Google. <laughs> Type in sugar That's what sugar. the who calls themselves. <laughs> and see, see who. I re- I refuse. See who sings sugar sugar. I'm gonna I, 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 now because now I have to validate myself. Hold on. I, be, I know I know that that's a band, PJ. We only have 90 seconds left. Well, we're going to find out who sang Sugar Sugar, so <coughs> hold on. They sang Goody Goody Gumdrop. Lifesavers on the Beach. <laughs> I guess that was the Archies. M&M's in the Rain. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Chocolate Covered Dreams. And <laughs> raisinettes. In oh my no! Pants. You, know, you know what song? No, no, no. The nineteen ten uh, fruit gum company did Simon Says. That was a big sixties hit. The original Simon Says. That's only been around since the sixties. <laughs> that game seems you older. You know this? Don't you know? Don't you know the sixties song? Simon Says. Simon. <laughs> no. no. Really? Simon Says, touch your head. Yeah, yeah, now put your hand on your head, simple Simon says, do-do-do-do. It's, it's like a wiggle song, really, if you think about it. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Live. Thank you for listening to Ready to Unload with Council. People, see you next week. Please go to rtusports.com and download the podcast or iTunes. Thank you. 
You say that with no emotion in your voice at all. Why? And penalty time. And injury time. Sweet tea. <laughs> Did you drink a lot of it? Sweet tea should not be legal. Sweet tea is like having seven beers. It might not be legal. Was it street legal? It was like four loco. I mean, it stuff is crazy. Maui. <laughs> in tea, in sweet tea form. To drink it with a My family always used to complain that when we went into the south, that everybody moved very slow. Like when you went to a restaurant, the service was really slow. I think it has something to do with the sweet tea. But wouldn't that make the service fast? No, just they're all, erratic. They're all, they're all hopped up. <laughs> Did everybody run That's around like they were on Benny Hill? <laughs> Due to all the sweet tea sugar? <laughs> that was the wedding music. They walked into Yakety Sacks. Did they... Did the the plantation wedding was it replete with uh, uh, like an outdoor kind of thing? It was did outdoor. You like a, did you have like a big porch and like the whole? Oh, there was a there was a giant mansion and there were carriage houses. Uh, and the reception like the movie, itself. The, toy. the reception itself was actually in the building that was the carriage house that they have since turned into a carriage house museum there. And it was uh, gravel roads and rolling fields. And this was all in New Jersey. This was in Virginia. <laughs> yes, I know. Yes, I know. I was in Virginia. And the strange thing was, we were in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big plantation town. No. 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 Sorry. 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 Well, it's the Virginia of Canada, Toronto. It's often called, often called known as the Virginia of Canada. So it was a nice wedding? It was a wedding nice? It was absolutely fabulous. And it was nice the to we- see my kids we- all dressed up. And- right. The weather was, was nice? Gorgeous. Good. Well, I'm glad you had a good time while I was having the flu. I'm Did sorry, you see that the flu? Was it a pukey flu, or was it just a grab your head and, and duck and cover on the couch for seven days? It was a, uh, it was an everything flu. Oh, boy. Yeah, all bases covered. You got the well, deluxe package, didn't you? At least you're at your goal weight now. <laughs> That's right. It was, uh, no, because then I ate like I was being condemned the next, you know, once I could eat something again, like four days later. Like, the, starting on Tuesday, I was just like, oh, is that nailed down? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wrap it up. Oh, we're, sure we're doing a short one tonight? <laughs> a tight 215? It's a half a day? Banker's hours. Sweet tea, final unload. <laughs> Hey, Neil Young is uh, <laughs> is commandeering this high def MP3 player, the Pono, and he, and he and he put it up on one of those crowdsourcing fundraising sites like a Kickstarter or something, 
and he raised over six million dollars to launch this thing. And it's and it's huge, high quality files like studio quality recordings, and and hopefully we can get back into reasonable sound quality in portable audio. Wouldn't that be awesome? He said while podcasting. <laughs> Cal final on those. Hey, if you're out there driving this week, watch out. The cops are out this week, and they're cracking down on aggressive drivers. Speeders, texting while driving, aggressive driving. Just be safe out there, and watch out for those cops. And stop texting while you're driving. But more importantly, be safe. Stop texting. And that. (laughs) My final unload is, uh, this week celebrated the 40th anniversary of Blazing Saddles. And uh, I just want to once again say, what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? It's been 40 years since that movie comes out. You could not make that movie today. Thank goodness they made that movie then. It is my all-time favorite comedy. Thank you, Mr. Brooks. Okay, we'll see you next week. For Brian Calvi and PJ Cachopo, I'm Steve Sampietro. Good night. Good night. Tea. <laughs>